my heart embraced the will of God, my path aligned with His plan. As children of God, we have been given the ability to both obtain and enjoy wealth. Hi, my name is Tamara Hill, creator of Lift Off Your Finances, and I'm so excited to invite you to join this very special weekly program to learn more about your finances. This is not an investment series, nor are we focused on making you feel bad about any financial decisions that you've made until this point. Instead, we'll talk about how you can maximize what God has already placed in your hands. Hello and welcome back to Lift Off Your Finances. I'm your hostess, Tamara Hill. Thank you so much for joining this week. We're going to continue our discussion about how to successfully recover from a job loss, specifically a layoff. And you probably could tell from my voice, there's a lot of passion for me here because I've been through job loss for this reason more than once and it's devastating. But it's just like a lot of things when you go through them and you come out on the other side with with the victory that God has given you, you're stronger, you're more resilient. And I get no greater joy than helping other people who are in that situation, because unfortunately, as long as there are jobs, there's a potential for changes, realignments, all kinds of things. (laughs) So you just want to have that peace. And again, if you're currently in a situation where your job is stable, we praise God for that. But if you know someone else who's going through a job loss or a job transition, please share these tips with them. You can also refer them to my website, myleftoff.net, and I have lots of great tips there as well to help someone who's going through a job loss. So let's pick up where we left off. I'll recap a little bit. But first of all, let's start with the scripture. It is in Psalm chapter 37, verse 19. It says, in days of disaster, they will not wither. In days of famine, they will enjoy plenty. And this is so important for any stage of life, but particularly if you're going through a job loss, because we depend on our jobs so much, right? So if it's at risk, it feels like, oh no, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to take care of my children? How am I going to keep my home? All of those are valid concerns. And when you're in a place that is stressful, like a job loss, you really do need to hold on to the scriptures. So again, Psalm 37, 19, in days of disaster, they will not wither. In days of famine, they will enjoy plenty. And I think that many of you already have that testimony if you're listening to me because you've survived the the pandemic. If you're still alive, you still have your home, you still have a job or a source of income, you have your family, you're extremely blessed. And so you're living this right now, but we just want to keep the scriptures close to our hearts. So when we talked about this last week and started this discussion about how to successfully navigate a job loss, the first phase, if you recall, was to refocus your mind when you suspect a layoff is on the horizon. And the key word there is suspect because a lot of times when there are job cuts at work, realignments, changes in leadership, we know these things. These are writing on the wall that, hey, something could change. Now, I say that not so that anyone could panic, but so that you are aware and can start praying and doing what we're talking about, refocusing your mind. So how do we refocus our mind? Well, remember, first of all, we're going to pray. You all hear me say that all the time, and I mean it because I want praying to become a lifestyle, prayer to be a lifestyle, because the more you engage with the Lord through prayer and thanksgiving, 
the smoother life will go. He knows everything, right? So if you're already in this constant dialogue with the Lord, you just kind of have this extra protection and peace to help you through the unexpected challenges that we encounter in life, like a job loss. So the second part of refocusing your mind is to refresh your resume. I've talked to people, I was in a situation recently at work where someone wanted us to give their our resumes and my colleague said, oh, I haven't touched my resume in 15 years. <laughs> While she's been at our company 15 years, she hasn't needed to. So that exercise is something that's worthwhile, whether you think you're going to lose your job or not. It's just refreshing your resume. See what's on there. I remember when I looked at mine a few years ago, I had it on there as an accomplishment that I was using WebEx. I'm like, okay, this is outdated. <laughs> we need to take that off the resume. Everybody uses WebEx and Zoom now. So, you know, it's things like that that you want to periodically refresh. But particularly if you are at risk or concerned about potentially being part of a layoff. The other part of refocusing your mind that we discussed is engaging your network. What I meant by that is let's say that you are concerned, there's rumors that there's layoff about to happening, um, excuse me, about to happen, and we know that the rumors are worse than the actual act, I think. But if you do feel like, okay, maybe there are going to be some layoffs, you can reach out to your network. That means colleagues who work in your field and other companies, Maybe it's people in your family, your friends, and just say, hey, what, what other opportunities are out there? Are they hiring in your company for this type of role that I do? Just to kind of find out what's going on. Take a check, check out the, the job blogs and just see what's on the job boards and blogs. What kind of positions are out there? What kind of skills do they need? Just so that you can mentally prepare yourself and use that energy wisely rather than worrying about a layoff because worry is not going to change it, right? Prayer changes things. Worry does not. So let's think about that. But the most important phase step in that phase that I would say is the last tip that I gave was to really continue working hard at your job. And again, the reason for that is that sometimes you can bring something on yourself that wasn't meant to be there. So if you're so worried about late, getting laid off that you start slacking off, showing up late, not giving your best with your assignments, well, when they actually do start looking at people to lay off, it kind of makes you a target. And that's not what is for you. And remember that when we work, we are not just working for our employers. We are working unto the Lord. We give him glory when we apply excellence to whatever we're doing. I'll say that again. We give God glory when we apply excellence to whatever we do. So whether you're uh, writing like I do for a living or you're working outside or you're raising kids, whatever you're doing, do it as if you're doing it to the Lord in excellence. And that's good. That, that's praiseworthy. That honors God. And then in the situation of a layoff, your employer notices that. If 85% of the people feel like I'm going to get laid off and start slacking off, you're going to stand out being in that 15% that hasn't, that's still giving your all. So I highly recommend that in phase one of all the tips in phase one. That's one of my favorite. So then we talked about phase two in terms of how to successfully navigate a layoff or a job loss. So the second phase focused on immediately securing your finances. And so what did that include? Well, first we want to pray, right? So if you feel like, okay, I think that they may be laying off. We don't want to panic. 
We don't want to pull the plug on important projects, but that's why we want to pray because God knows if you're not really going to be laid off, I believe that if you're praying, he will give you a sense of peace about whatever, whatever it is that you're trying to do. But if you may be laid off or maybe you just need to kind of be cautious, you'll feel that feeling inside after praying like, you know what, maybe I should reassess this. Maybe I should hold off on this expense until I see what happens here. And so that's what I mean by securing your finances and why you want to pray. The other thing is, if you do get laid off, is um, we're in that phase, excuse me, you, you're, you're not wondering you have been laid off. So you do want to pray, like I mentioned, and then you want to review and sign your severance agreement. Well, prayerfully, you will get a severance agreement. Remember, that is the document that outlines what you'll receive, your, your benefits, how much salary you'll receive, different things to help you through the transition as you find another job. A lot of times the severance agreement will include information about career placement. And that is very valuable because with those packets and that particular benefit, it allows you to speak with someone who specializes in job searching. They can look at your resume. They can give you feedback. They can help you sign up for job boards. They can help you with your interviewing skills. So that type of resource is usually included in a severance package. So if you get one, again, you really do want to slow down, read through it, see what your benefits are, and ask questions. And that's important because normally a severance agreement has a time limit. Oftentimes it may be 72 hours or something like that where they'll say, this is your time to review the severance agreement. And then also ask questions and sign off on it, showing that you accept it. The absolute worst thing that you could do is not know that and not sign it, and then it's null and void. And we don't want that. That would really send your stress <laughs> through the roof. The other thing that we mentioned in terms of immediately securing your finances is to stop any 401k deductions. We talked about that before, that you want to make sure you do that because the 401k vendor or the partner that's working with your organization may or may not know that you've been laid off. So you want to make sure you do that. The other thing is to eliminate and postpone any unnecessary spending. And I think that's most important. Let's say you were planning this big vacation to Mexico and you've lost your job. Well, you may want to postpone that. A lot of times if you bought travel insurance or depending on how you set that up, maybe you can redo it. I mean, if you can't, I wouldn't miss out on going if I've already paid, but maybe you're planning a big party. I've been in this situation before where I was planning this big backyard party and I just postponed it a season until I made sure that my new job was in place, that my finances were secure. These are things that you can do. So one other big point about that section about stabilizing your finances or really immediately securing your finances is to really make it a goal. We talked about this a little bit to maximize that severance income, whether it's two weeks, two months or two years, whatever they give you, make it a goal and a prayer to say, I want to hold on to this money and save it. So how can you do that? Several ways. One is that you want to really assess your finances and see, like I mentioned with previously, hold off on expenses that you don't need to make right now or incur, incur right now. Hold off on those things. Um, look at how can I maximize my unemployment benefits? Can I live on that? Can I work part-time? Yes, you can work part-time and receive unemployment. There's a whole formula there. 
And if you're eligible for unemployment, it explains that in the packet. If you need more help, call me, 720-792-5433. That's 720-792-LIFE. Um, I've had experience with this personally and have helped other people, but that's another way that you can stretch the money that you have without dipping into that severance money. And then just, again, keep that prayer request before the Lord. And I'm not just telling you an idea. I've done this before. When I first started saving many years ago, and you've heard me tell some of this story, I had a first goal to save $10,000, and I did. It wasn't even a goal. It was just something that happened to me almost at a challenge. Could you save $10,000? And God blessed me to through a bonus. So that bonus gave me $10,000, and that motivated me so much that throughout the rest of the year, probably over the next nine, 10 months, I was able to save $5,000. And then I got laid off. I was working in the energy sector and the oil markets were down. And so they laid a lot of us off. And so they gave me a $15,000 severance. Well, that was so interesting to me because my goal was to save $30,000. So I had already saved $15,000 on my own. And then boom, after taxes and all that, I had this lump sum of $15,000. So I wrote it down. I prayed. I said, God, wow, when I prayed to save $30,000, I had no idea what happened like this or so quickly within less than a year and a half. So please, Lord, help me to really not touch this money and make it on another source of income. And you know what? He answered that prayer. Within three months, I had another job. I did what I told you a moment ago. I was receiving unemployment, working part-time, doing odds and ends. And sure enough, I never had to spend that $30,000. So you can do that too. And like I said, whether you receive two weeks severance, one week, whatever it is, it's a windfall. What's our definition of a windfall? Any money that you weren't planning on that you receive. So you definitely want to do this. So I think that no one wants to lose their job, but the light at the end of the tunnel is that you get this windfall severance payment. And you also have the opportunity to start a new career. You definitely want to keep that in mind. So let's move on to the last phase. The last phase is how to successfully recover from a layoff. The third thing you want to do in this phase is you want to activate your job search. So this is important because if you don't, you can sometimes fall into the severance trap. I have coached someone who had this happen, who received a $250,000 severance, which is like, wow, <laughs> that's a huge amount of money. And so he felt that way too. And so he said, I'm just going to relax. I've been through so much. I'm just going to relax. I'm not going to worry about finding a job. And he didn't, but it went on for years. And the longer that you stay out the job marker, excuse me, the job market, the harder it is sometimes to reenter it. Not because there's not jobs, but just because of you know, you've just gone so long, you have all these uh, thoughts about, oh, I've been out so long, this negative self-talk. So anyway, this is why you want to activate your job search right away. So how do we do that? Well, we go back to Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 2 through 3. We want to write down the vision, and meaning what exactly are you wanting in your role? Do you want a flexible schedule? Do you want to be able to focus on a new concept? Do you want to work with a different group of people, whatever it is, you want to write down what you're looking for. And then, of course, you want to pray over that. 
you want to ask God for his favor and ask him to help you achieve that goal. Write down promises like we talked about with Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 2 through 3. The next thing you want to do is complete job search activities. And job search activities, I love them because it's not just one thing. I think most people think, oh, a job search activity must mean actually applying for a job. And that is a job search activity. But there's several other things that quantify, qualify to be job search activities. That includes, did you even make a phone call about a job? Did you follow up with your application? Did you attend a seminar about job searching or get resume coaching? Remember, I talked about that a little bit a few minutes ago with the severance agreement that a lot of times it does include that career advising. Well, did you participate in that? Usually the firms that offer those types of services, they offer ongoing webinars, they have web resources, they have live people to talk to you. There's so many different things available. So I consider all of those to be job search activities. So you want to document those for two reasons. One is if you're receiving unemployment, you're legally required to do that. You receive unemployment payments, but they want to make sure that you're looking for a job. And the nice thing about it is that the unemployment, uh, the workforce commission that provides unemployment compensation, they also have job listings and other things that you can sign up for to receive job opportunities. So it is a requirement to receive unemployment compensation that you do write down these job search activities. So that's the first reason why I advocate for you doing that. The second reason is because it's really a, a self-esteem, self-pep activity. So what do I mean by that? You know, when you're in a place where you're at a lack or you're worried or there's a big problem in your life, it's so tempting to get stressed, to uh, get negative, to have a bad day, to get sad. Um, and the enemy is happy to have you feel that way, right? So if you're writing down these job search activities at the end of the day, whether it's been a good day or a day where you feel a little sad about it, you can look at those job search activities and say, wow, I applied for three jobs a day. Look at this. I followed up with this company and they're going to give me another interview. Or I followed up with this company and they're not going to hire at this time. That's okay. Now I can focus my efforts elsewhere. So it really can be a powerful motivating tool to help you stay focused if you're documenting those job search activities. And I want you to think about it that way. The other thing is you want to document any other conversations you're having. You want to make sure you prioritize interviewing. You know, if you have an interview and they give you a choice of one tomorrow or one in two weeks, take the one tomorrow. Because the longer you wait, the more opportunities they have to hire someone else. And also the more opportunities you have to, you know, be discouraged. And you don't want that. You want to be proactive. And then, of course, you want to pray throughout the whole process. So I think this is so important. And this leads us to phase four. This is a bonus phase. How do you keep cool through this whole process? So you're... You're thinking about your job loss. You're trying to find a job. You're being diligent with your money. How do you just kind of balance it all and not stay obsessed about this? And obsessed is the word because I have been obsessed <laughs> when I was on a job search. But there's some things that you can work in there that if you're not working full time, it's really a special moment in time where you can rest. 
And that may sound surprising. Now, I don't mean rest to the point where you stop doing the job search activities, but rest in terms of while you're looking, while you're trusting God for a new job, while you're believing him, you're also able to rest. So what do you do? Well, if you don't have a strong prayer life, this is a great time to get one. You, you don't have to be at the office at 8 o'clock, so you can get up and pray at 8 o'clock. You can work out. You can pray. You can read your Bible. All that's going to be restorative and just put something inside of you that nothing else can put in you and that nothing else can take away. When you have the word of God in your heart, it's living, it's active. The Bible says it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It separates the bone from the marrow, the soul from the spirit. When you have the word of God in your life, you're making a deposit. And when you need that word, it just stands up in you. So I highly advocate for when you have this extra time on your hands, and even now, but especially if you're out of work, you're looking for work, and you're trying to figure out, how do I just not stay wound up about this all the time? Read the Word of God. Pray. Study the Scriptures, and you will be inspired. The other thing that you can do is stay connected to a community of faith. What I mean by that is if you belong to a local church, Or maybe you've always wanted to be, but you've never had the time. This is a great time to get involved. And that will help you stay calm throughout this whole process. I can't think of one church in the world that if you joined and said, you know, I want to be a part of this community. I'm going through a transition with my job. I can't imagine one church on earth not having compassion for you with that. Standing in, in prayer with you in agreement that this job opportunity will come through standing in agreement with you that God will provide your needs, just like you described in Psalm thirty-seven nineteen that we've referenced throughout this program. So staying connected to a community of faith is an excellent strategy to help you stay balanced and keep your cool throughout this whole transition while you get your new job. The next thing is, again, you want to spend time with your family. Look at this. You know, how many times are we so busy that we don't have time for our children and we're rushing and when we're with them, we're, we're tired or we're cranky. Well, you know what? This is a perfect time to make up for that. It's like, you know, I can read you that bedtime story. I can take you to the park. Let's take our shoes off and run through the park. You know, whatever it is that you don't usually have time to do, now that you're looking for a job and you're not under the gun all the time with the pressures of work, you can do some of these things with your children. You can organize your home. I mean, right now I need to organize my garage, but I don't have time. (laughs) But, you know, if you're not working, you have time to do those projects that you don't, you didn't necessarily have time to do when you were so busy with your full-time job. The other thing is, again, I mentioned this before, you want to celebrate those job search efforts. Um, It's not something necessarily that you tell the whole world, but you can feel good about that. Um, And you can stay connected. You know, another tip that we often give here on Lift Off Your Finances is we really encourage you to dream. So you can really write down your dreams. What will my life look like on the other side of this job loss? How am I going to be? What what type of work am I going to be doing? You know, one time when I was um, laid off, and this was a longer period, like like about five months, I started organizing my wardrobe for my new job. I said, I know that in this job, I want to have all my outfits organized. So I laid out my suits. I laid out my blouses. I laid out everything. And a friend joked and said, oh, you're nesting. I'm like, well, call it what you want to, but I'm believing God for this job. And you know what? He delivered that. 
he delivered what I wanted and more, but just even taking those steps, those are steps of faith. And God, remember, is moved by our faith. He's always moved by our need, but our faith is what really gets his attention. So with that said, that summarizes our last phase. So I hope you enjoyed this. We had four phases to help you successfully recover from a job loss, particularly a layoff. We talked about phase one, phase two, phase three, and then phase four, which is how to balance it all. And so I really do hope that this is helpful for you. Or like I said, if this is not pertaining to you directly, I hope you can share these tips with someone else. If you want more information, please feel free to check out my website, myliftoff.net. That's M-Y-L-I-F-T-O-F-F.net. You can also call me, 720-792-5433. That's 720-792-LIFE, L-I-F-E. So feel free to reach out. You can also email me, Tamara at myliftoff.net. That's T-A-M-A-R-A at myliftoff.net. And so with that said, let's, let's pray. I want to pray for anyone who's lost a job, seeking a job, or worried about losing their job, which, you know, again, it can be so stressful. So let's pray together. So Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for this opportunity together. Lord, I just pray for anyone who's listening to me who's concerned about their job. And the first thing I want you to assure them of, God, is that you are the source. The job is a channel, but you are the source. And because you are the source, you can create any new opportunity that they need. You can create any resource that they need. And so, Lord, I just declare your favor over everyone listening, including myself, that you're with us. You'll never leave us nor forsake us and that you will make a way. If someone needs a job, you'll provide a job. If someone is worried about their job, you'll give them peace. And God, if it's time for someone to make a transition to a new career field, God, we pray that you'll give them wisdom and peace and guidance as they make that transition. Father, we love you and we glorify your name and thank you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, that's it for this week's edition of Lift Off Your Finances. I look forward to talking to you next week. Have a great one. 